Welcome to the Club Junkie Podcast. Hopefully you guys are having a great week. Welcome to Thursday. It's almost Labor Day weekend. Hopefully it means most of you uh, or all of you or whatever get a little extra day off or time off. And uh, hopefully you can spend it golfing or hanging out with family or doing a combination of the two. So it's going to be, but it does spell getting close to the end of summer, which for us in the north, a little scary. Uh, For you guys in the kind of the southern part of the country, probably not a big deal. You're still going to keep playing golf. But for some of us, unfortunately, it's going to kind of be the end of the season, which is uh, which is kind of a bummer. So we'll still got a lot of golf to play. I love fall golf here in, uh, in Michigan, so I'll still be playing some golf. But uh, before we get into today's episode, just want to let you know this episode brought to you by Titleist and Team Titleist. So we're excited to share with you guys exclusive opportunities from Titleist. But to be a part of them, you have to join Team Titleist. Team Titleist gives you access to opportunities like prototype testing, special events, limited edition gear from Titleist, and so much more. Sign up and join us on Team Titleist at www.titleist.com forward slash Team Titleist. That's all one word, Team Titleist. So go check it out. Uh, if you've ever seen those uh, people on there testing, like, you know, Prototype Pro V1s and the white box and all that, that's part of Team Titleist. you got to be a part of that to, uh, to get your hands on those. So, uh, yeah, definitely go out and uh, join up. I've been a member for a while now, and, uh, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a great opportunity. So go check it out www.titleist.com forward slash team titleist so here we are another week unfortunately fortunately labor day week unfortunately labor day week which means that uh, yeah i'm uh, i'm getting a little uh, a little nervous for how much golf i have left in this year now there's still a lot i mean all of uh, september is usually really good even the beginning of October is pretty solid. Uh, the end of October is where it starts getting iffy, uh, if you can play in terms of just weather. <clears throat> you know, the, uh, it's, and it's really more, I, I want to say it's more temperature, but it's not necessarily temperature. Uh, it, it's kind of like a combination of temperature, uh, wind, rain, whatever. So there's uh, a whole lot that goes into it, but hopefully we've got uh, at least a few months to continue to play. League's still going on. We got a couple of rainouts, so we're still rocking strong with that. We're going to go to like I think end of September right now, which is kind of crazy. And then also like darkness. You know, it, it used to stay dark in the middle of the summer till like nine thirty. Not staying that way anymore. It's definitely uh, pushing further and further back. So that's uh, or further further earlier. So not as much time to play in the afternoons. Hopefully, uh, like I said, I'm going to keep playing. Even when my league's done, I'm going to keep uh, keep going and keep playing uh, as long as I possibly can because I don't really have any plans to play throughout the winter. And uh, that's uh, that's kind of a bummer, so maybe I uh, can figure something out. But we'll uh, we'll see and, and, and <laughs> have to kind of manage that when we get there. <clears throat> but uh, it's been, uh, been a good week. Uh, I got rained out last week uh, for my league, which I was kind of bummed at. Uh, I know uh, I kind of had everything set up for what's in the bag, all that stuff. I was, like, ready to go. And then it was like one of those things where, again, I think like a couple of weeks ago, it was supposed to rain like a little bit in the morning, like, you know, <clears throat> a little bit in the morning around like, you know, around like noon and then stop and then be, you know, nice the rest of the afternoon. And it literally just started raining all day and just rained throughout the whole day. And it was, it stormed. Uh, and then when we got to, uh, or it rained, like started Wednesday night, stormed pretty bad, rained all Thursday morning. And then when we basically got to our time, the course was like flooded. They, like, they weren't even open. They were just like, we had too much water. We can't play. So weren't able to play on Thursday night. Thankfully, uh, got out and played, uh, down at the old Bella Vista. If you follow me on Instagram, uh, at club junkie pod, 
you would have, I posted a few pictures uh, out there playing, and uh, I always like playing that course. It's just a unique kind of challenge, and it's got some tough holes and some easy holes and a little combo of both, and I uh, got to play out there with uh, with my dad, my brother, my youngest brother, who I don't get to play that much golf with uh, at the moment, but uh, got to go out there and play, and it was, uh, it was fun. I, it was one of those rounds where... I hit the ball so much better than, like, my score. So I think I shot 88, which is, like, and it was like, I just made a ton of bogeys. Like, tee to green, I was actually pretty solid. Uh, hit, hit the tee shots pretty well. Uh, I could not get an iron shot onto the green. Uh, I brought the the T-150s. Drivers, I had a couple different ones. Uh, I had two drivers in the bag. Uh, but I could not hit a green like uh you know par threes i'd hit like a decent shot it would just it would like just be a hair right or just be a hair left or whatever and i wouldn't get a good bounce and like like on uh what is it the fifth hole i hit a good shot i thought was going to be on the green on the right side of the green hit and just like bounced right and bounced into like this little what used to be a bunker now it's just a kind of a grass bunker and it was just sitting there and i was like man i i just like and that would hit the green on the bounce it just bounced right for some reason and just had a bunch of shots where i just did not hit the green, and then I was trying, you know, chipping, trying to get up and down, and uh, I just didn't. Uh, I, I just made a absolute crap ton of bogeys, <clears throat> so I didn't do anything horrible. I ended up losing. I ended up hitting two bad, like, uh, a bad tee shot on fourteen, which honestly should be like the, one of the easiest holes in the course, uh, and hit it OB. Well, actually, I I hit it into the woods. It's technically not OB, but <clears throat> had to take it unplayable because I could not hit the ball. It was like sitting down behind this tree in this like nasty kind of long grass weedy stuff so i had to take it unplayable there and then uh <clears throat> on what was it I, on another or or on 10 i hit uh a shot again that was i hit a great tee shot on 10 10 is probably the hardest hole in the course 10 I hit a great tee shot i mean I, 10 for being as hard a hole it is i probably hit that green like 90 percent of the time because it's just a four iron, you want to hit like a 200 yard shot, and you're in the middle of the fairway, and then you got about 150 to 160, depending on the shot, into the green. And I hit a really good tee ball right down the middle, sit in the middle of the fairway. I think I had 150 because the pin was in the front, hit an eight iron, and I just literally left it out right, like the face just wide open. And I was, wasn't going to miss the green by, by much. It was just going to miss right, hits the car path, straight in the air hits the grass in between the car path and the woods and literally just shot dead right. And it was gone. Never found it. So had to drop there. Uh, but those are only two like bad shots. I hit everything else. Like I hit it good. It just couldn't get in the, couldn't get in a hole. Just couldn't get it on the green. Uh, and like I said, I was hitting good iron shots. I mean, they were solid iron shots. They were just a little bit right, a little bit left and just, uh, just couldn't get anything nailed down. So that was a little bit of a bummer, bummer, but you know, had a good time. We put, we had fun playing, as we always do, and uh, I got to go out and hit uh, hit a handful of you know different things. The one driver that I'm kind of hitting right now that I kind of like that it was kind of a sleeper. I just kind of I don't know why I just started hitting it a couple weeks ago, really, uh, because it's not a driver that I typically hit. That's probably why. But uh, the Cobra Aerojet Max, yeah, the Max head, uh, and usually you know the Max heads, these you know heads that are kind of built for ultimate forgiveness, draw, whatever. I typically don't hit a lot of these bad boys, but um, I was uh, I, I've had this out actually twice now, and once with uh, the VA Composites Regime 2.0, uh, and then I had the Regime the VA Composites Sinister uh, out in it actually this weekend. I should didn't necessarily mean to play two VA Composite shafts in a row, but but I did uh, and had both those shafts in it. Uh, and I tell you what, like I put the 12 to 12 gram weight uh, in the in the far back, so it's a little more neutral. 
and honestly, it's it's a really forgiving uh, and really straight driver. I was kind of impressed so far, and I've hit uh, a pretty long drive with it as well. I hit uh, so on the on the third hole, it's a long par five, and well, it's not crazy long, but it's a par five, and where at like 250-ish, 260, there's like a ravine that goes down. It, dr- it drops down, and if you get the ball, if you play early in the morning, sometimes you can get stuck on that downslope if you don't hit it great. Um, like uh, my dad, for whatever reason, like his yardage from the front tees is like perfectly where that downslope is, and if he doesn't hit it like perfect, it gets caught on the downslope, and then it's a tough shot. Uh, but it's this little ravine that's kind of built for drainage and everything, and to carry it, It'd be interesting to know what it is to carry it. It's got to be it's got to be three hundred in the air or three hundred in the air to carry it, which which I don't have in my bag. I don't have that kind of uh, that kind of firepower. But uh, um, it's gonna be like three hundred in the air to carry the whole ravine, if not maybe a little bit more. And uh, usually I hit a ball, and the downside is it's kind of an equalizer because if you hit a really good ball, it hits the bottom of the ravine, and then it just stops because it's one soft down there, and two, then it has to go balls to go uphill, so it gets no roll, uh, and then. You know, if you're somebody who doesn't hit quite hit it as far, but you hit it just right, it runs down the ravine, and you're at the bottom of the ravine. Um, so the first time I played it with that regime, two, the regime 2.0, uh, hit a ball down there, and actually got onto the upslope, which was kind of crazy because I, I rarely ever on the upslope. I mean, and, and I mean, I've been like kind of on the slightly upper side of the bottom of the ravine, but this was like I went up a couple yards, which is pretty crazy. I've never been there. And then uh, uh, when I hit it again uh, this week. I didn't hit it great. I kind of hit it low heel, still got it to the bottom of the ravine and like in the same spot that I always am. So it was kind of nice. And then, uh, you know, hit seven wood, uh, kind of left it out right a little bit, hit seven wood out right and was just right at the green. But, um, but this, uh, Cobra driver has been really, really good. I mean, it, it's definitely higher launching, uh, compared to the other two models, the Aerojet and Aerojet LS, but, uh, the max head, Launched a little higher, and the face is just like a hair more shut. Like the way it's designed, it's a little more shut uh, than the other two. But in terms of stability, uh, you know, you can hit it low heel, you can hit it in the toe, and the ball just stays pretty straight. Like it goes pretty darn straight, and the ball speed on there is really, really solid. And when you strike it dead center, uh, like the other two Cobra models, it uh, it really goes. So I've been really impressed with that thing. Uh, and the other thing is it's not crazy high spinning. Now, I am not a super high spin guy, so I can play you know, a higher spinning head without any problems, but it doesn't seem to have like every, every ball. I mean, even though it launches a little bit higher initially, it still is a really penetrating flight. Uh, the ball doesn't rise at all. It cuts through the wind pretty well. Uh, even when you kind of strike it low heel, whatever, it, it doesn't seem to move a whole lot. Uh, the ball just stays online and it's, uh, it, it's, it's been really, really solid. I'm, I'm debating whether I take it out again, uh, tonight. Well, I'm recording this on Wednesday, but I'm debating whether to take this out tonight again, uh, and maybe just put a different shaft in it. I don't know what yet. I was thinking about, because uh, what I did with the Regime 2.0 was I actually lowered the loft uh, one little, uh, one click uh, on the, um, you know, on the all-fit adapter. So it was minus uh, 0.75. Uh, so it looked a little more open. And I was thinking about doing the same thing and maybe putting like Ventus TR Red in there or uh, the Mitsubishi 1K Blue, uh, Pro 1K Blue. So I don't know. I might uh, put something different in there uh, and try it out. Uh, like I said, I hit uh, the Sinister, which is kind of lower launching, and that worked pretty well. The Regine 2.0, which is a little higher launching, and that thing was 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 really really long. So, but overall, really uh, happy with that. And then I also broke out again. If you follow on Instagram, you see the photo that I put on there um, at Club Junkie Bod. That uh, I was playing the old. Uh, I have a Callaway Rogue ST uh, uh, Max LST head, so it's a 10.5T, 
and uh, it's it's a tour issue had uh, that my boy Johnny Wonder was uh, was nice enough to uh, to gift me, and uh, it is it, it's not a whole lot different than a regular Max LS head, uh, except they did the top line, kind of where the hosel comes into the top line. There used to be there's like a little kind of wave or a little cut out. The way that it's shaped is just it kind of catches your eye. There's a little kind of like uh, uh, kind of archer. There's just a little bit of an angle there that's just different. And they squared that off, straightened that out. Uh, and other than that, it's pretty much a, the, the same head. So I've got a little hot melt in that bad boy, kind of in the in the in the in the sole out towards the heel. Got a little bit of hot melt in there, and uh, it's been uh, it's it's kind of a fun driver to hit. And I tell you what, when when that thing when you hit it hit it in the center, man, it feels soft. You feel the ball just jump off the face, and it goes. Uh, I was playing that with the, the Mitsubishi Tensei One K Pro Blue. And uh, so I was swapping kind of in between holes. I'd, I'd kind of, you know, switch out and hit or usually or swap them out, hit one in one hole, one in the other or something like that. Or whatever I felt, I would just kind of pull one or the other and hit some really good drives of that thing. And it is uh, it is it is definitely something that's uh, that's crazy along. So it's fun to kind of break that out and uh, and play it again. Uh, I hadn't hit that thing in uh, in a little while, but it's fun to, to hit stuff like that and take it out and give it a shot. But uh, hit that really well. And then uh, I was actually playing the, the T-150s. Uh, I didn't get my I-230s uh, gripped in time to take them out that weekend because left down to the cottage on the on late or on on Thursday. And since we left earlier, I didn't play golf. Uh, I didn't have time to finish them. But they are finished now. They're in the bag. They're going into play tonight. So ping I-230s with the with the uh, Fujikura Axiom 105 stiffs are going out tonight. And I'm probably going to take them and play them this weekend as well because I am playing Sunday with uh, my brother and a buddy. Excuse me. I don't know if my dad's gonna play. He's kind of on the fence. He doesn't necessarily want to wake up early on uh, on his uh, uh, Labor Day weekend. He kind of made some comment about getting up early that he wants to kind of sleep in. So he will. Uh, I don't know if he's gonna play. We'll see. We we he, the invite's there to him. There's a spot for him. We'll see if he plays. I don't know if he will, but uh, he, uh, he he might want to sleep in instead. I guess that's just like the life of a retired guy when. You know, you've got all the time uh, to play. You can play whenever you want. If you don't want to play on the weekends and get up early, you don't have to. So <laughs> that'll be uh, uh, that'll be uh, his choice. It'll probably be a game time decision. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so I've been hitting those things. Uh, like I said, the I-230s are ready. They're sitting in a bag. Um, I've got that new Titleist uh, uh, Lynx Legend bag, uh, the member bag that I can't wait to, to use. I know it took a bunch of pictures. seems like a lot of you guys are interested in that bag. Uh, it's really impressive. I, I've liked it so far. I've got clubs sitting in it, um, but I'll get it out there uh, probably tonight and this weekend. I'll go play with it and, and use it because it is a uh, very cool bag. I like the burgundy that I went with. It'll be uh, I got to figure out some head covers now uh, to go with it because uh, it's kind of a different color. But I wanted something different. They made a cool green, but I've already got a vessel bag in green, so I didn't need a, you know two green bags. So I've got the burgundy there, and then uh, you know I've got black and some other ones uh, around. So. That bag, uh, exciting to get it, uh, to get it out there. Like as I said, it's it's a pretty cool bag. I really like the the look of it and all that. And it's super. It's way lighter than I thought. I, I thought it was going to be being like you know synthetic leather or whatever. It's uh, you'd think it would be pretty heavy and, and bulky. Um, it's actually a little a little bit smaller bag than I thought it was going to be, and uh, it's it's actually super light. I was I was really impressed with how uh, uh, the weight of it when I kind of got out of the box. So. Very cool there. I'll be using that uh, a little bit as well. And then, uh, yeah, the one thing I'm, I am got to uh, kind of mess with, which I, I know I'm what I'm going to play uh, tomorrow, but uh, putter-wise, uh, the Betonardi was just, uh, it, it's one round, but it was just off. Uh, I didn't make any putts. Uh, I was kind of like, 
shutting the face uh, as I was uh, coming into impact hit, so I missed like everything left, and I knew I was doing it, and I couldn't like necessarily stop it. Um, so I was kind of turning, and, and I you know could watch it as the as the club came in. It was like you know a couple degrees shut, so I was just hitting everything left. So I think uh, tonight I'm going to go with the. PXG Battle Ready 2, the Apache that I've built into a counterbalance putter. So that one's got a Nippon uh, NS Pro 140 gram putter shaft uh, built up to like 35 inches or 35 and a half or 36 inches with a super stroke wrist, wrist lock grip with a 50 gram counterbalance weight in it. And it is uh, overall pretty heavy putter, but it's super stable. Uh, it just stays right on line. You just kind of pull it back and it kind of does its own thing. It doesn't really want to get offline. It kind of stays there. Uh, so I think that's going to go with me uh, tonight. And then depending on how putting goes, I'll either keep that in the bag or move to... I'm, if that if that isn't there, then I'm either going to go uh, the Lab Mez 1 Max or the uh, Odyssey Tri-Hot 5K, uh, number 7, uh, Crank Hustle. So I'm going to do one of those. Um, the other one that I was kind of sort of shocked at how well I putted with, but I don't know if I'm going to bring it out, there was the uh, the TP Reserve. Um, God, I can't remember, because the, they don't make them names anymore. It's kind of like the, uh, the, the uh, what is it, the I think it's the Juno, the more rounded kind of Newport head with a little flow neck. Uh, I actually took that out and just to putt with it, because usually that those have too much, those putters, that putter style has too much toe hang, and I just don't, I, I don't square it up as easily. It, it, I get it kind of inconsistent with it. I putted really well with it. Uh, out of Bella Vista a couple weeks ago, I took it out, and uh, I think on fast greens where I don't have to like take it back and have a big stroke, it uh, it worked pretty well. So that 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 that's there too. I might take that out, um, but we're gonna go Apache uh, counterbalance Apache uh, this uh, this round tonight, and then maybe uh, maybe Mes Mes Max or you know Try Hot Five K on number seven. One of those two is gonna go uh, in the bag this weekend if the Apache doesn't work out. So we'll see how that goes uh and then also the other thing that i'm tinkering with that i've got to decide on i've got um the pxg 0317 cbs uh the cavity back uh, pxg models that came out and those came with some true temper elevate shafts which are, are fine I, I hit those pretty decent uh, but i wanted something a little different in there i almost put the axioms in but i figured i probably won't play them as much as i'll play the i230s so i kind of scrapped that <laughs> and um I'm thinking I might put in those heads. I've got a set of uh, um, KBS PGI 100s, so the 100 gram uh, KBS PGIs. I've got a, a set of those still. I know I reviewed those a while back. Uh, I just did like seven irons of the 90 and the 100, um, but I've got uh, a full set of those, and I might put those in the PXGs. I got ferrules for them uh, and all that, so I have the stuff to to build them. I just got to do it. Uh, so I might put that in there or you know, another set of poles. Right now, I, I so I had the, the True Trimmer Elevates. I put some Project X6Os. Um, I've hit them okay, um, but then, you know, I, I want to see maybe we go something different. So I had the Project X6Os in there. I might pull those out. Uh, I want to pull them out anyway because I didn't have the PXG ferrules, and there's a couple that just are not. I don't, they're just not 100% centered in the ferrule. Uh, even though I shimmed them, all that, they still kind of just either moved after I set them down or whatever. They just didn't come out uh, as nicely as I'd like them to, so I want to reshaft them anyway. Uh, and then I figured, you know, I didn't, you know, the, the, the round that I played with the PXG 6.0s, I didn't love, so then maybe I'll use something else. So I might put the PGI 100s in there. Uh, that would be kind of a cool a cool setup. 
Uh, and uh, then I can also kind of compare those to the axioms. So I've got uh, a few different options. Then I've got a handful of steel shaft pulls uh, that I could put in there as well. Um, and then also the other set of shafts that I have that are sitting in uh, the T1, the previous gen T100s. I've got a set of Fuji Pro 115s that I could do as well. Uh, I'd have to just pull them, but I, I don't see using those heads anytime real, real soon. So now that I got the 150s, I, I probably won't use the T100s. So those, uh, I could pull the shafts out of those and put something else in uh, just to have them. So that's kind of where the tinkering is at at the moment. Um, yeah, still uh, still rocking the ping. The G430 Max 7 was still got the the the, the I230, or I mean sorry, the I2 the, the ping I crossover four iron. But I tell you what. <laughs> I brought that, I've been hitting that T200 four iron, uh, hit that over the weekend, uh, and I haven't hit them like side by side on the launch monitor or anything like that, but I hit the T200 four iron with the steel fiber 110, uh, kind of, kind of, uh, last weekend. And I'll tell you what, the, I, I didn't have to hit it off the deck yet. Uh, but hitting off the T it's, I don't know, man, that I crossover might be in trouble only because performance wise that T200 works really, really well. It goes a really long ways. And to be honest, it looks, sounds, and feels better than the iCrossover. So there could be a little bit of danger there. I didn't think the iCrossover was going to leave. I thought that was kind of cemented in the bag. I, I really liked it. But then after hitting the T200 4-iron, giving it some, uh, some some trances out on the course, uh, so far, poof, I kind of like it. It's uh, it, it flies maybe just a hair lower, uh, but off the tee it goes just as far, uh, and it sounds and feels and looks way, way better. So I do have to hit it off the deck, though, uh, and if I can hit it off the turf and hit it high uh, and, and hit it into greens, then, then that'll be kind of the, the, the that'll seal it uh, in, as the four iron. Right now, I know the eye crossover, when you hit it off the turf, it goes super high, goes super far. Everything about it is really, really good, even off the turf. So we got to see. Got to hit a few shots off the deck with the T200 four iron, but off the tee, um, I, I, I think I would replace it from the eye crossover right now. It just, it, it's, it's, it's pretty darn solid, so... Um, I knew I liked the five iron, the four iron. It was just like, do I want to get rid of that cross eye crossover? And it's not that I want to get rid of it, but it, uh, it's definitely been, uh, the, the test is out there. We'll have to see because it, uh, it may not, may not stay uh, a whole, whole, whole lot longer. I just don't run into a lot of shots off the deck that are 200 yards. Um, at least the courses I play, like you go out to St. Clair Shores, maybe hole 13, uh, and then also, that's yeah i mean 13 would probably be about it uh maybe if you hit like a really really poor drive on 16 or something like that uh, but off the deck that would be the only uh only really hole only real hole because on eight the other par five even if you hit a great drive you're still going to be like 220 out something like that and that's too much for me for a four iron four iron like i said is about 200 uh maybe 195 off the deck to 200 and then off the tee it maybe goes a little bit farther than that 205 ish so I don't know uh, where I'll be able to hit that shot a lot. And then Bella Vista, the same thing. I just don't have a whole lot of 200-yard shots going into into the green. I mean, uh, on two, you're, again, you're two, or on three, you're 220 uh, down in the ravine. <clears throat> and then after that, uh, you'd get to nine, but nine, I hit five iron off the tee. And then you hit basically three wood up the hill because you got like 250. Um, and then 11, you hit driver, and then you either lay up uh, you know, you've usually got like 230, uh, and usually lay up, uh, two different ways. Neither one of them take a four iron. Uh, <laughs> and once you've laid up, you've got, you know, a short iron or wedge in, so you're not going to hit it there. 
Uh, and then 15, again, even if you hit a great, great drive, you're still, you know, 215-ish, 210 out, uh, depending on, you know, where you land it and how much of the corner you can cut off, if you can fade it, because uh, it's a little bit of dogleg right from the tee box. Um, so there's no 200-yard shot there, and none of the par threes really are, are, are 200. The What is it, seven? Seven gets a little close, uh, depending on where they put the tee box, because that's uphill most of the way. It always plays a club longer. So, I mean, I guess if you lasered it at 180, but it's usually around, you know, it's usually around 160, 170. Uh, so you add a, a little extra there. So, you know, five iron, the most I've ever hit into that green, which I hit this weekend uh, and kind of left it just right. I was just off the green, pin high. Um, and then I actually got up and down for par there, which was kind of nice. That was one of the few times that, uh, I, I played that hole decent from off the green, <laughs> played, played a, a hole decent from off the green, but, um, but yeah, I need to test that out. And then, uh, after that, it's, uh, it's time to go. So, um, yeah, we're getting it kind of narrowed down. We're getting a bag narrowed down just in time for next year to hit and all new stuff to come out. So <laughs> that's going to be, yeah, that'll be the, uh, the interesting part, but, uh, those are things, uh, messing with right now. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of what I'm messing with. I've got a few things to uh, test there. I've actually built up, uh, as the, the swing is kind of falling apart this year and things need to be fixed. Uh, when I bought like an actual training grip, put it on my, you know, I have one of those Fujikura tempo training kind of shafts, it's super whippy and soft. Uh, but when you get the tempo right, if you, if you get too quick with it, you hit it low heel. There's just no way not to hit it low heel. There's just so much droop and so much sag in it that if you get your tempo right, you can hit it solid. And I've got it in like a, uh, what is it, a 2019 Apex head, uh, standard Apex black head. But I put uh, a training grip on there because I've noticed I've started to get like the, the right hand started to get like a, a little bit, is it stronger? But it's, the right hand is starting to slide to the right a little bit. And uh, I'm just not, not doing that right. And then as I take the club away, uh, I've always kind of shut the face a little bit as I take it away, but I've been doing it even more uh, lately, so I'm going to try to work on that. But I uh, built up a little training club there to try to try to help and hopefully hit it into the uh, the net and stuff uh, at my house a little bit, and we'll see where that goes. So <laughs> the, uh, we got that there, and then, uh, yeah, we're going to talk some mill grind four wedges here in just a second from TaylorMade. But before we get into that, I just want to let you know, KBS, brand new hybrid shaft out. So yes, KBS before had the prototype hybrid shaft out. Now they have the PGH players graphite hybrid shaft. So the brand new shaft here uh, has taken a bunch of time with R&D to develop a hybrid shaft that is very similar to the PGH iron shaft. So they're using high-tech, lighter weight materials to be a little bit lighter than the prototype shaft. Uh, but they've also got a slightly lower CG to help with hybrids, to help kind of get down under the ball and hit it more squarely. Uh, but the P PGH is going to be a little bit higher launching uh, shaft for players who want a little more height on their hybrid. Uh, it comes in 10 gram increments from 45 to 105. So it's wide range of players are going to be fit into this shaft. Uh, and this new shaft eliminates the variables for more consistency and better shot control while providing the same optimal tight tolerances and dispersion as the KBS Tour steel shafts. So if you want to check out more about the PGH hybrid shaft from KBS, go to kbsgolfshafts.com, check them out. Uh, it is a uh, brand new shaft. Yeah, 45 grams all the way up to 105 grams. So you've got uh, a lot of weight range options there to uh, to fit whatever, kind of whatever hybrid uh, 
you know, style you like to play, weight range, anything like that. But uh, pretty interesting there, pretty exciting. Again, being a guy who doesn't hit it super high, I like the PGH stuff. Uh, the player's graphite uh, tends to be more my style, and I, I like the kind of that high launch with that soft descent angle. So kbsgolfshafts.com, check out the new player's graphite hybrid shaft. So today, I'm going to talk a little bit about Milled Grind 4 from TaylorMade. So the Mill Grind 4 wedges, I know you've seen photos and stuff all over the uh, Golf of Urex website. You've probably seen them online, everywhere. Uh, but yeah, brand new Mill Grind 4s. I really liked the Mill Grind 3s. I played them. Uh, I didn't, like, I got a set of the Mill Grind 3s. I didn't play them right away. And then I took them out, uh, kind of just took them out one day and played really well with them and really liked the turf interaction, all that. And they kind of became my gamers uh, all at the end of last year. I played uh, a whole lot of Mill Grind Three. Um, I had a, <clears throat> I had the fifty, uh, I had a fifty-two high bounce that I bent uh, a little bit weak, so that was fifty, uh, and then a fifty-six standard bounce, and then a fifty-six low bounce. Which the low bounce ended up, I, I ended up not playing that. It just had a little bit too, not enough bounce to it, uh, and then I ended up actually putting a um, high toe three in there. Uh, and playing that along with uh, the other two. So I've been playing a lot of TaylorMade wedges uh, at the end of last year and then uh, saw the Mill Grind 4s. I know when we saw the photos on tour, was super excited about them. Uh, and then got to finally see them in, in person here. And uh, yes, for some people, they're going to sit there and say they don't look much different. And that is correct. They really don't. They looked a lot like the Mill Grind 3s uh, from like the backside. Uh, you kind of how the way they do the muscle and things like that. They're just slightly different. The little kind of uh, muscle up near the top of the club is just like a little bit more rounded. There's a little slightly different angle there. And it does actually fluctuate a little bit more depending on the club it looks like. So when you look at kind of like the 56 and the sand wedges, it definitely looks a little bit different than say the lob wedges and stuff like that. And then along with additional grinds and bounces that they've offered, that they brought out this year, uh, the Tiger Woods models uh, are out again as well. Looks like they were last year. So the Tiger Souls, <clears throat> and that's what I have in my hand actually right here. So the Tiger Souls uh, are basically his grind uh, that he uses, which is a, a big time pre-worn leading edge uh, on the on the on both of them. Uh, the 56, uh, you've got a good amount of heel and trailing edge relief, uh, and everything there is milled into the uh, the soles. Uh, the 60 has a little bit more fuller uh, sole than uh, the 56. And then everything here is done in kind of this uh, satin chrome. And then, of course, they have the raw faces again. So the faces are raw steel. And they've got a brand new uh, face texture on there that is uh, that is basically called, uh, oh, geez, what is it called? A spin tread. So in between each main groove, there is a bunch of tiny grooves, and they are rough. When you <laughs> first get these wedges, uh, you run your hand over it, it's kind of like sandpaper. Like, it's really, really rough. Interesting if you have, like, a terry cloth towel, like, standard, and you go to wipe the faces. Like, the towel grips the face. Like, it's actually hard to wipe uh, across there a little bit because there's so much texture uh, on these faces. Uh, so the faces will rust as well as you play them, as they get wet and all that. They will rust. Uh, I've played with these actually in uh, slightly wet conditions, and they're actually still pretty much steel. There's just a hint of a little bit of orange in spots uh, coming on them. They're pretty much uh, uh, still all raw, all raw steel, though. But I've play, been playing the, the Tiger Woods 56 and 60, and then I also played uh, a standard Bounce 56, as well as there are some new lob wedge uh, grinds and sole grinds. Uh, I played the standard Bounce C grind. So there's in like the 60s and 58s, 
you get a low bounce V grind, a standard bounce C grind, and a high bounce W grind uh, as the brand new options uh, for those those wedges. The C grind in the in the sixty I really did like. Uh, it was it was you know pretty versatile. Still had a good amount of bounce. Uh, the, the standard bounce it's nine degrees, but it felt like it played more than that. Uh, and then the V grind uh, is seven degrees, and the high bounce W is thirteen. So, um, and the TW the fifty six is twelve, and the sixty uh, is going to be eleven. So decently high bounce in the Tiger, Tiger Woods wedges, which they've they've pretty much always been. Uh, the other interesting thing is the Tiger Woods versions. When you look down at them, a little more squared off toe. So when you look at the, you know, I like I like the MG3s a lot because they were a little more rounded. The MG2s had a pretty squared off profile. From a dress, the Tiger Woods versions have more of that MG2 profile with a square toe, where the non-Tiger Woods versions seem to be a little bit more rounded. Um, and that's just going to be, you know, player dependent. I kind of like a little more round, uh, you know, now that I've played these Tiger Woods ones a little bit, I've kind of gotten used to it. I, I haven't really noticed it much, uh, on there now, but when I first set them down, first took them out of the box, I could definitely tell, uh, that these had just a, a slightly more squared off toe, which, which again, depending on who you are, you're going to like one or the other a little bit better, but, uh, either way, it's kind of cool to see, uh, you know, tailor-made bringing out more grinds, more options, and uh, and having a bunch uh, of options for us us who we're looking for something maybe a little bit different. Maybe uh, you know they they had uh, wedges before in the mill grind three that just didn't uh, you know weren't exactly what you were looking for. So now a couple additional lob wedges. Maybe uh, it's worth uh, taking another look at some tailor-made mill grind fours. But uh, overall, the 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 look really good, sound and feel greatly improved from mg3 mg3 i thought was pretty decent they they, they felt pretty good uh, they weren't the softest wedge in the world uh and all that but they, they they were pretty good these definitely softer uh i mean when you hit them dead center they're extremely soft you probably not realize that they're not forged um i mean they're made out of 86 20 carbon steel but they're cast hitting them in dead center i mean they're 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 probably one of the softest cast wedges that uh, that I've hit. I mean, they're they're they're. I was really impressed the first time I took them out, took them to the short game area over at uh, Saint Clair Shores, and just hitting some shots. And man, when you hit them dead center, they are extremely soft. Whether it's little partial shots or on the green, full shots just have that kind of like that thud uh, when you catch them, uh, and when you hit that uh, full shot or close to full sh- shot, solid dead center you're probably barely going to feel the ball in the face. It's just that, uh, that soft, but much better sound, uh, much better feel on some miss hits. If you get out really far towards the toe, you might get a little bit of click to that. Uh, but I mean, I'm talking, you're going to have to get out to where kind of the Chrome and the raw face meet, you know, getting to the edge of the, the, the grooves there. You'll get a little bit of click. Anything inside the heel still stays solid, still stays really soft. Uh, and even if you're using like a little bit firmer ball, like a pro V one X, you're still going to have that really, really soft feel. Uh, but I was really impressed with with the uh, improvement of the sound and feel on these things. They they really did a good job making these things uh, just a, a little bit softer and, and a little bit nicer sound to them. So that is a, a one big difference. Uh, and then you have this uh, this this face with the spin tread. And you know, as I said, it is it's rough when you first get these things. It's like running your hand across really fine sandpaper. Uh, it's definitely really rough. And these things put a really good spin on the ball uh, from just about any lie. The other thing that's interesting is, as I pull the, the 60 out here, and please don't uh, judge me on the location of a lot of these strikes. If you're watching this uh, on YouTube, I don't know if it's... Oh, there you go. Um, it actually takes leaves like some of the cover uh, on the ball. Like, there's actually white on the face. Uh, when I took them to the range, 
you were definitely just taking kind of white marks of cover uh, on where you hit the ball, which was pretty interesting. Uh, and it wasn't like shredding the cover. There weren't big flakes of it, kind of like the old box screws that we used to have that would like shear chunks of the cover off. Uh, but it does have a, a little bit of kind of that white marking on there. And it, it, it definitely grabs the ball pretty hard. Fairway lies, all that, they check up really, really well. I mean, as you'd expect, I mean, any wedge, if you hit it off a tight fairway lie and you nip it clean, it's going to hit the green, it's going to stop. Uh, but the big thing is, I think, out of the rough, these things play really, really well. Uh, and they, of course, say the wet performance is, is much better. Uh, I didn't notice a huge difference in wet performance. Uh, the, the one thing I will say is they're very consistent. Uh, spin out of kind of like wet rough grass uh, you're going to get some release out of that it's going to hit and roll a little bit but you you know how much it's going to be like you, you know you hit and it's just that little bit of release it rolls out and it's set you never have to i never had one that you hit and just took off off the back side of the green you know and just just ran forever it just didn't happen um the spin on these things even with these little grooves is uh, is really really good uh now i will say this this spin tread pattern it's interesting when you first get it crazy crazy rough uh, as you hit balls out of, especially out of the trap, it does tend to smooth it out a touch. Like if you, as you run your finger over it, kind of like where I've been hitting balls on it, it's definitely a little bit smoother. So that spin trade, I don't know how long that is projected to, you know, really, really last. Uh, if you're, especially if you're playing all really, really sandy conditions, you, you might wear through that pretty quickly, but when you first get them, man, it is, uh, is crazy rough. And up here in Michigan, we don't play really sandy conditions i mean everything's pretty lush soft but nothing's really sandy it, it's just kind of kind of like you know grass and, and underneath that dirt they're not really sanded so uh you know shots there that you're hitting off the fairway out of the rough uh they really don't affect uh the grooves or the kind of the face that much but when you get it out of the sand you can kind of tell where that thing kind of hits uh and you can kind of see the little uh you know impact location uh and you can feel on your hand where it's a little bit smooth uh for those shots so the performance of these things are really, really good. Uh, even shots, you know, you know, they said they moved that mass around a little bit. I hit, uh, especially actually with the 60, and again, I don't think you'll be able to see it uh, on YouTube, but up high near the toe, I had a bunker shot that was, I was really short-sighted. Uh, there was just like kind of a, a I, where the, like the, the bunker, it's on the 11th hole of Bella Vista, which I know most of you haven't played, but the bunker is kind of in front right of the green. Pin was in the back right, and you had to basically carry a shot up, onto this little ridge and let it roll down and it was going to roll six feet past the 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 pin no matter what minimum uh even if you hit it perfect it was going to roll by there was just no stopping it uh so i of course was trying you know i had the face just wide open on this thing trying to uh just kind of get it as close as i can and slid i, I got a little steep hit a little behind it caught it super high in the face and we're talking the third groove from the top is where it, it struck uh, but it still got the ball out, kind of popped it up high. I unfortunately didn't hit it. It didn't quite go far enough, so it kind of hit the rough, killed it, and I still had to kind of put it through the uh, uh, through the fringe, which is a little bit of a bummer. But uh, I, I was kind of shocked because as soon as I hit it, I knew I hit it super fat. I didn't think it would make it to where it did. I, th I thought it would be, just be in the rough five feet in front of me. Uh, and it still got the ball up and out and, uh, and moved it forward. Um, and, you know, pretty much I hit a you know, handful of shots off the toe, off the heel, all that. The spin stays really, really high. So everything that I've done there in terms of spin uh, has been really, really good, whether it's been wet, whether it's been dry, you know, rough, fairway, sand. Uh, you, you, I, I thought the spin on these was really, really good. I would say very, very similar to 
the Cleveland RTX sixes, which I think uh, are, are some of the spinnier wedges out there. I think these uh, are right there with them in terms of the amount of spin that they put on the ball uh, from just about any lie. I mean, whether ball's sitting in some lush rough, which is what we have up here, uh, you know, you get a lot of grass on the face uh, when you do that. You get some release, but it's nothing that uh, that is unpredictable or, or anything that's kind of wild that you say, wow, that really, you know, rolled out a, a long, long way. So spin on these, really solid. Uh, between the 56, 60, all those, uh, really, really good. Um, and then soles, uh, like I said, I, I played the, the 56 standard bounce. I thought it was great. Uh, had uh, that, That's a 12-degree bounce sole, a little fuller, uh, a little bit wider than the TW version. It uh, doesn't have the trailing edge relief uh, and the heel relief that that one does. Uh, played really, really well. Uh, you know, soft conditions up here, so uh, most of the stuff I play is standard or high bounce because uh, that, that's kind of what we have. Uh, low bounce stuff. I, I tend to get a little over the top and steep, so I don't really love low bounce. It tends to dig on me a little bit. Uh, but the 56 was really worked really well. Standard bounce. 56 Tiger Woods played really well. Played really well also. I kind of like that beveled and and a lot of the standard ones have the kind of pre-worn leading edge as well. But that pre-worn pre-worn leading edge. I've kind of really liked, uh, especially in the TW models, of playing a club face kind of square and just kind of using it, you know, more of a uh, a chipping stroke and, and hitting it. And I just feel like you don't have to worry about the that leading edge grabbing at all. It just kind of hits, and you can kind of feel it hit the turf, and it just stays right there, you know, hits the ball, glides through, and just keeps going. There's just almost no hint of digging. Uh, I had a great shot like the 60 on uh, hole 8, of course, you know, missed the green just slightly right. The ball bounces and it rolls. I thought it was OB. It rolled just across the cart path uh, and it was in the grass there. And the grass is a little bit where it went. It was a little, kind of a little bit thin, a little bit of dirt. There wasn't like a whole lot. Like the ball wasn't sitting up uh, by any means. So, uh, you know, opening the face, they hit kind of a flop shot. I just don't have that kind of skill. Uh, and, the, you know, the pin was a little more tucked right. So there wasn't a ton of green to work with. Uh, and I kind of played a little like, you know, pressed forward in the 60, kind of pressed it forward, played it square, and just kind of hit like a little chip shot. And again, like you could feel that uh, that leading edge or just behind the leading edge, the bottom of the sole kind of hit and then just kind of glide through the turf and pop the ball up and uh, hit pretty much the exact shot I wanted to hit. Uh, again, I just hit it a touch shorter than I needed to uh, and caught it up in the fringe. Uh, it hit the rough and slowed it down like I was hoping it would. It just slowed it down more because uh, it was you know a lot of dew out there. But I was really happy with the shot I hit. I, th I thought uh, I hit it perfect. I thought it would get onto the green and, and be all right. And it was just a little short, but I just had to putt through the fringe. So uh, still happy with that shot. And I was really kind of struggling with what shot to hit there because I knew I couldn't really you know open the face and, and hit that shot. I just didn't have the confidence in that. But, but being able to play this thing forward or square, uh, and then if you do have a really tight lie, you can press it forward even you know a little bit more and get that leading edge even closer to the ground. So that was pretty nice. The fuller sole in the 60 floats really well through the sand. You know, as I mentioned, that that, that shot on 11 that I hit fat, uh, that, that fuller sole, it still, you know, got through the turf, uh, got through that sand pretty well. It didn't go crazy deep. Uh, I just hit a little bit too far behind the ball. Uh, and then the 56 is really good for kind of just a slightly open face shot uh, where it's got that, that trailing edge relief. Uh, that heel relief it's uh just have you know just having that slightly open face as you kind of uh hit the club it just kind of gives it a little more spin uh, there's still a whole lot of bounce a whole lot of sole there that you can still kind of slam it into the turf uh and hit a slightly higher lofted shot with just a little bit more spin uh it's like a little pitch shot so that's been been really good there 
Uh, and the same thing, the leading edge on this thing, uh, being able to hit kind of square face pitch shots has just been uh, been really, really nice. But 12 degrees of bounce seems to play really well. Uh, I, I like the fact that uh, uh, it's a pretty versatile wedge. I know I don't have Tiger skill by any means, so, I mean, hitting all the shots he can hit, there's just no way. But uh, that pre-war leading edge does kind of help with uh, getting kind of getting into the turf and getting out quickly, and these things do glide through the turf pretty fast. Um, the other one that I hit was the that, that standard bounce C grind uh, on the 60, and that was actually really good too because you could open the face, I feel, a little bit more than the Tiger Woods 60. It just had more trailing edge relief. The You know, at kind of C grind, uh, the, the, the main part of the bounce went right almost dead center through it, and uh, I felt like it was, it kind of played like a, a, a Vokey T grind, but with more bounce, you know, like kind of like a, I'd say kind of a, uh, it's not quite a D grind, but it's a little more than an M grind or a T grind, uh, but it had that where you could, you know, open it up a little bit. That leading edge didn't come off the ground too much. And if you played more open face shots of the 60, that standard bounce C still, you know, gives you 90 degrees of bounce. So it's still, you know, a good amount of bounce to it, but still allows you to manipulate that face, open it up, hit some higher lofted shots. Uh, and not have to worry about you know that leading edge coming up and, and hitting those balls a little bit thin or a little bit farther than you needed to. So um, I love the milled soles on the bottom too. They just look really cool, and I love the idea behind it that you know they're all milled. So that way, if you have one, you go buy one next year because usually wedges are two-year cycles. And say you wear out the grooves, you want another one, or you want another one for a second bag or whatever, you're going to get the exact same wedge, and it's you know th- there's no difference in, in terms of. Uh, uh, of the angles and, and the shaping and the bounce and all that stuff, which is uh, which is pretty cool. So played the standard bounce C, thought that was really really good. The high bounce W, I hit that a little bit too, and it, it's great for square shots. If you if you're a, guy, a person who plays at sixty, square to the target, and you're not going to open it up a ton, uh, or you know, or you're going to play square to the to the target in the rough, the fairway, all that. It's awesome for that. It's got a ton of float. Uh, if you hit behind it a little bit, it's going to let you get away with that a little bit. It's going to glide through that turf pretty well. <clears throat> and then in the trap, if you open it up, there's just a ton of effective bounce. It's just going to you know float right through, and you should be able to kind of help get that ball up and out of the trap easily and more consistently. Uh, but the W grind is really, really good for that as well, and uh, I, I thought that was a, a very playable wedge. I didn't mess with the low bounce V uh, much. I hit a few kind of little shots with it here and there. Uh, I just get so timid with low bounce wedges that I'm like, just don't, like, I, I just try not to hit down on it. So I'm always kind of hitting things a couple grooves, a, a groove or two low, uh, just trying to be real shallow and, and just pick the ball. And I'm not good at that. So um, not to say that I'm a good wedge player anyway, but I'm just not good at doing that. So uh, the low bounce V I was hitting and, and it seemed to be pretty good, but I, I again, I, I'm very timid and cautious with uh, with low bounce wedges. But um, so far, the mill grind fours I really like. I think the TW stuff is really cool. I really like it. Um, I know that it's twenty dollars more with you know having TW on it, um, but I also like I said for the sixty, I really like that standard bounce C grind. I think it's super versatile, has enough bounce to play in a lot of different conditions. Uh, and if you're somebody who likes to you know manipulate that face, hit a bunch of different shots, I think it's still pretty versatile even with nine degrees of bounce. Uh, and then the fifty six in both the Tiger Woods and the standard model. I think are are really solid, and I just like I like the feel of them. I think they feel great. They spin really well, and uh, I've been really impressed so far with uh, with those wedges. So might have get myself a fifty degree uh, to go uh, with uh, uh, with these. So I have uh, the fifty degree uh, to for the gap wedge. So right now for the gap, I've been using uh, uh, the mill grind three uh, to match up with it. Uh, so I've been using that a little bit, but it's uh, it, it's been really really good. But I really like the mill grind fours. I think they're really really solid. I think they're definitely worth looking at uh, if you're looking for new wedges this year. 
definitely take a look at the mill grind fours. I think they're really impressive, and, and TaylorMade, I think, did a really nice job uh, uh, with their kind of the, the, the update. You know, they didn't go crazy with something wildly new. Uh, they took what worked really well last year and just improved upon it this year. So uh, really impressive wedges, and, uh, you know, I, I think they're definitely worth your time to uh, to take a look at when you're demoing some new stuff. So that is the mill grind four wedges. Uh, like I said, the, right now, the Tiger and Tiger 50, 56 and 60 kind of in the bag at the moment. So we'll see uh, how long that stays. But right now, kind of in the bag. Uh, I, I really like uh, both those wedges. So that's all I've got today. Hopefully you guys have a great uh, Labor Day weekend again. Uh, stay safe, travel safe if you're going anywhere. And uh, hopefully you can play some golf and hang out with some family and do some fun stuff. But uh, we will talk again next week. And, uh, again, have a great Labor Day, everybody.